Hello, oh, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Linebreaker Sports, the podcast, episode eight. I'm Game Day Greg alongside Benny Buckets. We are back and better than ever. We are excited to bring you this episode. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, March Madness. We're going to talk, of course, about soccer talk. We're going to talk a uh, new potential challenge uh, that Game Day is coming up with. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of a debate that we had prior to the show. Uh, we had a show before the show within our pregame show. So we'll bring that a little bit to you guys uh, as well. Um, but yeah, it feels good. It's been a two week break. Um, definitely ready to roll. And Benny Buckets, how are you doing today? Oh, we're good, Greg. It's uh, it's exciting. As you said, exciting time of year. Uh, little little bit of, a little bit of uh, withdrawal here game day. Uh, no, no club soccer this weekend. We have the, uh, we have the international break for the Euro qualification. We did, uh, we did, we won't give them out here just because of the, the odds don't meet the criteria of the minus one fifty or 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 better odds. But uh, we did dabble in some of the uh, some of the Euro qualifiers, but uh, or, or will dabble upcoming year on some of the Euro qualifiers. But a little bit of a withdrawal here with uh, with no uh, no 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 Serie A, no Bundesliga, no German Bundesliga. No, uh, no, no, uh, no Dutch Bundesliga, the Eurovidecci, and uh, no, uh, no, uh, no Serie A soccer. So it's a little, 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 I mean, there is college basketball and. Oh no! I was gonna say, what's what's week, scratching the itch now? What's scratching the itch now? That I mean, I'm trying to stuff. fill it with Euro qualifiers, but the intensity of a Euro qualifier in the you know match day one of ten, you know, Malta against uh, you know the the Faroe Islands, not exactly uh, whatever that on. meant. Yes. Yeah. yeah not uh, Malta against San Marino. Not exactly. Uh, not exactly stirring up the same kind of uh, passion or or uh, intensity. You might as well be speaking Portuguese to me. This past uh, four or five sentences did not make much sense. Game day, uh, Greg, not very well versed on European geography. Euro qualifier, a mat, well, first match of ten against yeah. two teams that sound like they're yeah. Uh, Beach volleyball rec team. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, game day. Game day, Greg. Not not well versed on the landscape of the European Union, aka the European geography of the European continent. But that's okay. I guess he lives in North America, so he gets a bit of a pass. But uh, but anyway, not the same intensity for the Euro qualifiers as there is for you know Arsenal and uh, Everton or. You know, an Arsenal Everton match, uh, or a Man U Chelsea or, game, or oh. New Newcastle United against Man U. It's uh, it's not the same. It's not the same, right. and uh, it's okay. It's a little, little bit, little bit sad, but uh, we, you know, it is what it is. We got March Madness. We'll cover here today, and uh, perfect uh, hockey. Yeah. You got some playoff hockey coming up. Uh, I feel like the season's a bit too long. I wish it was over by now. Frankly, we get. I think the NHL and NBA seasons are about a month too long. I think we could cut down about 15 games, and I think we'd all be okay with that. Uh, we would all survive. Uh, 82 games seems a little, a little, uh, a little extra, a little extra, as the kids say. But uh, not, not the same drip, not the same drip as a 67 game season. But uh, okay. anyway, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we will, uh, we will we'll move on. Yes, I guess, I guess some of the. People would say soccer should cut their leagues in half uh, as well. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, listen, I don't well, know. Well, what, what I was going to say is people are, but, you're, uh, you're missing soccer now. However, with the amount of leagues there are, I'm sure someone will open back up soon. Someone will start soon, right? I mean, if you're into MLS, there's MLS this weekend. And and, there, and, and you will have you will have Euro 
you know, the domestic leagues back in action on the weekend, next weekend there, uh, some are back Friday, most are back Saturday. So, uh, I know the Bundesliga will be back in action next, next, uh, next Friday, the 31st of March. And, uh, I believe the championship as well back on the 31st with the game. And then, uh, the premier league and Serie A will be back on the 1st of April. So perfect. It's a lot to uh, look forward to and a lot of soccer, a lot of soccer talk outside of the soccer talk, a lot of time. So let's, uh, rein it back in here. Uh, so (laughs) uh, we do want to mention before we get the show started, uh, be on the lookout, not only for this show, but the next show as well. Uh, episode nine, there's a lot of, big things happening and yeah maybe maybe we'll talk to somebody else besides our voices maybe we'll uh maybe we'll actually get to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing so uh certainly be on the lookout for that but all right buddy you want to get into march madness yes yes we get into march madness uh both of, of our the, brackets are destroyed let's start both of the brackets are destroyed of the picks that we gave you we both had the only pick we have left remaining uh we give you th- three uh Futures picks. We both had the same pick. We both had a pick that is still remaining, and we it's the same pick. Uh, the other two picks we had are both out. Game day, Greg gave you Purdue, who lost in an ignominious fashion there to FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson University, uh, out of the Northeast Conference, uh, considered the worst conference by the way in all of college basketball. But uh, yeah, but they lost to him. So uh, UConn, who is still alive at plus sixteen hundred. And oh, actually, you, you still have Xavier. Excuse me, Game Day Greg has two picks still remaining. Xavier at plus five thousand. I think that probably won tonight, but uh, we'll see. They're a four point underdog against Texas, but they've got a fighting chance. So they're still. They're how still many? How many do I have left? How many dogs do I have left in the fight here? <laughs> two? Yeah, two, two. How two. how many do you have? Uh, I have one. One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the one I gave you, I knew was a. It was Utah State was a crapshoot. We just wanted to give you a, a very long shot. So. We had a little asterisk there. We, we didn't know. We you still gone, gave the picks. We could have gone, gone with a homer or a safe pick. You could have. That would have been smart. It would have yeah, been smart. We, unfortunately, we try to give value here. We don't want to just give you know just what's easy. We want to give value here on online. We also want to give winners. Yes, that's uh, oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know where that lies in the priority ranking, but I feel that should be pretty high. Well, value is important too. But yes, uh, Arizona is out. Uh, they lost to Princeton in the first round, and also losing in ignominious fashion. A two to a fifteen, and then Utah State uh, basically didn't show up against Missouri. Uh, there were no show. They 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 traveled to Sacramento in spirit, but they essentially left their game back in Provo or Logan, Utah. So I was going to say Provo, but it's Logan, I believe. I think Provo is BYU. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Provo right. is BYU. Yeah, a geography issue there. The Utah geography, not one hundred percent on the Utah geography. Just like you're not one hundred percent. Pretty on close to you. I feel like you should be well versed. Well, uh, maybe, maybe, but I've never been there. So I have no reason. I've never set foot in Utah and um, I don't know if I ever will, frankly, but uh, you know, no, no, uh, I hope no, no of our, none of our Utah, our Utah listeners, the faithful from the Ute country take offense to that, but uh, I've never been to Utah. So we will see. But uh, anyway, if we want to get in there, uh, Greg, do you have some thoughts uh, in terms of the brackets remaining who might make the final four and uh any picks, maybe, if you have a pick for tonight or tomorrow of the games that are, are currently scheduled? Sure. Uh, so I – let's see here. First of all, we were on the wrong so – let me ask you this before we dive into this. What do you think the odds of a correct bracket were? Because I know you were um, – Like 100% or you get every game right? You're correct. I what think it, happen, it happens probably once every 10 years. So, I, you know, 
Wonderful. It's never happened before. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, it's never happened. Before. Never happened before. Really? Wow. It is a one in 9.2 quintillion chance of getting a correct bracket. I put that um, out on the put that out on the Twitter. more than trillion. Is that the next thing? Yes, I believe it's five. Ta- Quinn is five. I believe. Breakers, help us out there. Uh, I don't even know what that means, but okay. Yeah, oh. qu- yeah. You put the Quinn before the Tillion. It makes it bigger than just uh, trillion. I do believe so. All right. So what is it? Bat- what was it? Quid- quadrillion and then quintillion. That, I do believe so. Yes. So, it's, so it's it's more than it's 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 harder than a quadrillion. Okay, so it's one. That's interesting. I don't. I can't. It's hard for me to fathom num- fathom numbers that long. We, yes, breakers do doing math here. This is yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 jump off this uh, <laughs> train very quick here. <laughs> but no, tonight I like you said. You so in other words, it's impossible. It's impossible to actually pick a perfect bracket. That's essentially what you're saying. Not impossible. As long I mean, as it, as long it as it says as, here on the stat sheet, one in nine point two quint, uh, quintillion. So, so in other words, there's more. There's there's more of a chance of us living. It, it's more likely that a person could live eighty years and and not have a perfect bracket picked in their. Uh, in their lifetime, then a perfect bracket being picked in their lifetime to live 80 years. Is that basically what we're saying? Yes. You'd have to live about 5,000 years in order for a perfect bracket to be picked, assuming they're still playing college basketball 5,000 years. Sure. Well, I don't know the exact number, but let's okay. go with that. Let's okay. go Let's go with that. Okay. Um, let's go with that. All right. Perfect. Moving on. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so tonight, you said you didn't like him, but I do. Xavier plus four against Texas. Wow. I, I don't think Texas matches up very well against Xavier, especially in the paint. And uh, I'll, I'll take a um, – yeah, I'm just going to take Xavier because I have them going and I want to still have two dogs in the race as opposed to your one there. So uh, I'll take them. And then I'm also going to take – I know we talked about this before the show and you like it as well, the Princeton Creighton over uh, 141. We, the, we both believe these two teams can shoot the lights out of the ball and don't play necessarily the best defense. So this this seems a little low. I know buckets. You got it at the window before. Uh, I got it at one forty. Yes, one forty. So yeah. so perfect. Yeah, those those are, those are two plays I think I like tonight. Now, if you're talking about the full tournament, uh, I again I do still like UConn. I like Gonzaga, and I like uh, exactly. well UConn. UConn's playing Gonzaga, so you can't like both. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Hard well, to like both I do one, like both. One of them will I, be eliminated, so uh, that is so. Sweet. I'm guaranteed to like one for to still guaranteed go on. for one of them to get through. Yeah, I'll take UConn over Gonzaga then. Wow. Uh, so you so, like UConn? Do you like UConn minus the points? It's two and a half. Sure. You like UConn minus the points? Okay. Uh just give me money line. I, I, I I'm afraid of a one two point game. Yeah. Okay. No, give me give me the money line. So UConn and Xavier for me. Are uh, you counting Xavier? So who is your final four then? Who is your final four? Let's go to the bracket here. Yeah. Good question. Good question. We're putting putting me on the spot. Why don't you give the uh, Why don't you give the disclaimer? I don't know if we've given the disclaimer in a couple episodes. Yes. Uh, so gambling is uh, does involve risk. Uh, past performance is not indicative of future results. Uh, please wager with only funds you are uh, avail- uh, that you have available to potentially lose, as uh, that is uh, a possibility and, and very well could happen. So, okay, very good. All right, my final four is going to be Alabama, Kansas yeah. State, mm-hmm. UConn, and Xavier. So Xavier over Creighton. 
or correct. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. So for tonight, I will go with uh I'm gonna go with a couple of totals. I actually like three games tonight. I like three totals. I'm gonna have to narrow them down to two though for the sake of consistency with Greg picking two games tonight. Um no, no, give the give the people what they want. I'll give the people they want right. any buckets picks. Uh I would say the, the game I'm most comfortable confident in is the Princeton Creighton over. I guess now it's 141. But should I still we make like... that? Should we make that the ladder challenge? Should we a little sidebar? Should we? We, should could, we, make we that? could. We could. We could look into that. We'll we'll talk about that. All breakers. Off. Breakers. Look at breakers. Look into the Twitter. Breakers. Yes. Uh, look, look into, into the, the Twitter tonight. The Twitter account. Yes, with uh, with a very large increase in new followers as a percentage. Uh, so yes, very much so. But uh, Princeton Creighton, I do like that. Uh, it's a good. One. That's an interesting one. I like. That's probably my favorite one tonight. Uh, second favorite one I would say is Xavier Texas over. Uh. Both teams are, are about, I think, top 20 in offensive efficiency and points per game. Um, Tex is a very good defensive team. Though. That's my only hesitation is there. I believe they're also top 20 in defensive rating in the country. Uh, Xavier is is not anywhere close. I think they're in their 50s. But, um, but I like the over in that game as well. Um, and then the last one I'll give you, this one I'm less confident in just because I, I do worry a little bit about the Alabama. Alabama does have – a great offense, uh, but San Diego State, one of the top, I would say, top five, ten defensive teams in the country, and Alabama is also a very good defensive team. And San Diego State is not known as a as perennially as a great offensive team. So I like the under in that game. I believe it's a one thirty seven and a half. Let me get the totals for the last two games here from the uh, the DraftKings DraftKings Sportsbook app for full. That's what we're using today, DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah, it's what I have up. So what we use. Uh, let's see here. Yes, Alabama, San Diego State, under 137.5. Princeton, Creighton is 141. And then Xavier, Texas, over 148. All those odds, minus 110. Uh, in terms of tomorrow, uh, I like totals again. Um, I like the Atlantic-Kansas State game, a Florida Atlantic-Kansas State game, but, but it, it really jumped up. It opened up at 141. Now it's at 144.5. So I'm going to – I still like the over. We're going to lay low on that. I'm not going to make that a uh, an actual pick. We're going to pass on that. But I do like uh, more than a side here in this UConn Gonzaga game. Uh, you're talking about two of the most prolific offenses of the country, and Gonzaga doesn't play any defense really whatsoever. So uh, give me the over uh, 153 and a half in UConn Gonzaga. That's minus 110. That also opened up at 151, and uh, that quickly, uh, probably within a half hour, went from 151 to 153. So that quickly moved up, but uh, so yeah. So those are the picks for uh, for today. Uh, in terms of the bracket, um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I'll go with. Um, I'll go with Alabama. Alabama's in the same bracket as. Uh, yeah, Alabama, Princeton, Creighton. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Alabama in the Final Four uh, from the South. I will go with – or from the Midwest, rather, excuse me. I will go with uh, – I don't can't remember they're in the South or the Midwest. Whatever. Whatever region they're in, I'm going with Alabama. Uh, I'll go with um, Houston is playing – the winner of Xavier in Texas. I will go with Texas. I think Texas is better than Houston, so I will go with Texas. 
Uh, I did pick them as well to make the championship game against Arizona. So I, I do like Texas. I've been on Texas for a while now. And then I like, uh, let's see here. Um, I like Kansas. I like Kansas State. And then I will also take, um, I'll take Gonzaga. I just feel like Gonzaga is getting disrespected. Uh, All right. I, I don't trust, Texas. I don't trust, I don't trust UConn in a big game. I just don't. Right. They're not a great that. shooting team. Gonzaga is a better shooting team. Um, UConn's okay. a better defensive team, but I just don't trust I don't trust UConn in a big game. So okay, so Alabama, Texas, Kansas State, and Gonzaga for that's, you. Then, sir. That's what we're going with. Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Let's see how it shapes out. Uh, certainly, it's been exciting so far. <laughs> yes. Tons of upsets. So. And, uh, yeah, certainly looking forward to what has to come. Yes, sir. All right, that's March Madness talk. Now let's get into the NHL playoff landscape folks we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about the wild card scenario for both the east and the west conference and we'll see kind of who gets in and who's left out so Benny Buckets why don't you give us the overview and we'll kind of discuss yeah so really really we're only the west is a lot less interesting than the east the east you really have five teams I would say who are in contention for two spots in the wild card um both teams that are leading the wild card right now, uh, as a point of reference, really no teams that are in the wild card chase have the opportunity to catch uh, one of the three winners of the or one of the three qualifiers uh, as being in the top three teams in the Atlantic or Metropolitan Division. The Rangers are twelve points clear of the Islanders, who are the closest competitor to get the third spot in the wild card, so that's not happening. And in the Atlantic, the Panthers are closest to the Lightning, and the Lightning are 11 points clear with 10 games to go. So those, just as a point of reference, it's not uh, the what the the regular winners or the top three seeds in each division are really not in doubt, so we won't even bother discussing those in terms of getting in. Um, we're really going to focus on the wild card scenario here, at least in the East. So uh, you have five teams. The Islanders are 82 points through 72 games. They have played very well lately, um, I believe, in their last 10. Let me Seven, two, and one in the last 10, including a three game winning streak, and they're seemingly getting healthier. Uh, they're still missing Matt Barzell, one of their probably one of their top two or three forwards, but they've gotten a lot of their other, other pieces back. Uh, most notably, John, John Gabriel Pajot, and they also brought in Bo Horvat there from the uh Vancouver Canucks about a week before the trade deadline. So, um, and gave him a, a, a I believe a seven year extension. Um, and he'll be there for a while now. So um, they're 82 points. The Penguins, who have not played particularly well, they're 4-5-1 and one in their last uh, 10 games, and uh, I believe they're 3 or 1-3 or 1-4 in their last four or five games. Uh, but they did win their last game, an impressive win on Wednesday night against uh, Colorado there in Colorado. They're at 80 points uh, with 72 games played, so 10 games left. Florida is a point back of the Penguins at 79 points, uh, also with 10 games left. And then we're getting into kind of teams that are on the fringes. Uh, Washington, who has not played well since some of their trade deadline moves, notably trading uh, Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orloff to the Bruins um, in a bit of a selling move. They're at 76 points, only nine games left, however. And then the final team that's somewhat in the hunt here, if you will, is the Ottawa Senators at 75 points 
with 10 games left. So Final they, team? I think there's technically one more team that is mathematically nah, solid. What's, what's the so. team after I, that? There is legit. There is a yeah, 1%. Yeah, we're not including them. We're not including them. I'm the sorry. Buffalo Sabres currently uh, 70 yeah. games yeah, played. They have 12 you, games when, remaining. When they're up, at 72 when, points. When you average so. giving up 19 goals a game in your last five games, I don't think you can qualify for being in the hunt. They are mathematically still in it. So. Yeah, well. Maybe they could get Devin Levi's, uh, you know, uh, immigration issues sorted out. Maybe they would. They do. He's currently he just had his first practice today. Oh, so. they did get it. Okay, well, they did. Uh, it, it still won't matter. I mean, they're, they're pretty much out. No, it does so. not. It yes, does, we, does we not. would probably have to win out. However, if you're asking, if me, they won out, if they won out, they would be at ninety six points. If they won out, which and means, that still might not get them. Well, that would, it would. That way, that would mean mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and the Islanders would have to go eight and two or better in the last ten games. All right, so they'd have to win out. I don't see them winning out, but they're going to win twelve games in a row, I, especially no. tonight. They're playing the Devils, the best road team in uh, in hockey. We don't have goaltend. The Sabers don't have goaltending. We have they don't 41 year old Craig Anderson in there who they left him out to dry, and right. that he had six goals allowed midway through the what second period. Well, Pekka Lukanen's not bad, I guess, but they, the problem isn't the goaltending. The problem is they don't play any defense. They play yeah. a very they play a very frenetic style of hockey, sort sort of like the Edmonton Oilers did for years. The difference is the Edmonton Oilers have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and the Sabers do not. Uh, with all due respect to Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck and JJ Paterka and. Look uh, at you rattling off soccer. Uh, Quinn, hockey. Jack, Jack Quinn, Jack Quinn. Yes, there you go. And Rasmus Dahlin. I yes, I know my Sabers. I know my Sabers a little bit. Ooh, Very good. Sabres. Well, you didn't know them well enough to know they had a one percent chance of getting. Oh, the playoffs, oh yeah, sir. yes, one percent. One percent. Why don't Why don't you go Why don't you go out buy a buy buy a thousand lottery tickets? You got a better chance of winning. It's a better game. chance than your bracket with the one in uh, nine point two quintillion. So. Yes, that is true. That is if true. you're gonna ask me though, two teams out of that list, yes, uh, that are gonna make the wild card, I'm gonna give you the Islanders. All right. And I'm going to give you the man. There's a little part of me that wants to uh, that wants to say Ottawa, just based on the way they're playing. Ottawa. Uh, but they don't have defense like we talked about. Um, they're also five points back. So essentially, in baseball parlance, yeah, they're two yeah. and a half games back with ten to go. No, oh, I know it's probably. And they'd have the... to leap over two teams to get there. Three teams to get into a wild card spot. So. All right. So I will say, just because it makes the most sense, the Islanders and the Panthers, I believe, will be the two. Teams I like me. that. I, I agree with you on the Islanders. I mean, it, it certainly helps when you have a guy like Sorokin, a top, I would say, top three to top five goal in the league. Uh, that doesn't hurt. And they do play defense, which does give Bode you a well in chance. hockey, right. Yeah, it yes. does, does generally – yeah, in the playoffs, especially lower-scoring games and in a situation where a goalie can literally steal you a series, if you have one of those top three to five goalies, you always have a chance. And they're not the best – High-powered offensive team, but assuming they get Barzell back, um, you know they do have some. Ryan Pollock is a very good offensive defenseman. They do have some pieces where they can generate some offense. Certainly not elite level, but they can, you know, they can hold their own, especially with how well and how how good their goaltending is, how well they play defensively. So I agree with you on that. Oh man, this is tough. I I can't even remember the last time the Penguins missed the playoffs. Um, it's been a while. I know that. Um, 
I'm going to say the Penguins, even though it's boring because it's just going with the teams that are currently in it, in the in the, in the the wildcard spots right now. Just based on experience, I feel like Florida has played much better, but they've come back. And just to get back in the race, they've had to really play well, and they might run out of gas down the stretch here. Um, and, pe- and the Penguins have more experience, and, and they have, you know, Malkin and Crosby and um, uh, Latang. Um, Bluger, you know, they've just got more experience, guys who've been there, guys who've played in big games, more so than the Panthers have, and the Panthers have kind of blown up their roster to a certain extent with that Huberto trade for Matthew Kachuk. So I, I like the Penguins here. I think the Penguins have been better team consistently the whole year. They have not been the better team, say, in the last month than the Panthers, for sure, but consistently all year they've been better than the Panthers. So I will take the Penguins, the Islanders and Penguins. And then to the West, there's really not much here. Uh, this probably is not too much in doubt. Um, interestingly, the Kraken uh, and the Jets could both catch uh, the third-place team in their respective divisions. Winnipeg, 85 points through 73 games. Actually, they probably can't because they're three back of Colorado, but Colorado is three points ahead, and Colorado also has three games at hand. So they probably can't catch Colorado, actually, I think of it, but – um, and then the Kraken certainly do have a chance. They're only four points back of Edmonton, and they have a game at hand. They have 11 games left. Edmonton's got 10 mm. left. So they could catch Edmonton in theory. But those are the two. So 86 points for the Kraken with 11 games left, 85 points for the Jets with nine games left. Um, the Predators, who have sold off some of their pieces, including um, – Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot, and then the uh, um, Ekholm, Matthias Ekholm to Edmonton. Um, They are still in it. Uh, They are at 80 points, but only have played 70 games. So they have 12 games left. So they have three games in hand on Winnipeg, and they're only five points back. So in theory, if they were to win out those three games that they need to make up to catch up to Winnipeg, they would actually be ahead of Winnipeg. So – Certainly, that's a possibility. Um, the Flames are at 73 games, so nine games left at 79 points. So they're six points back of Winnipeg, uh, and they do not have any games at hand. And then the Blues are at 70 points, uh, 71 games played, but they're basically out of it. They've sold basically their whole team. They've traded Tarasenko uh, in, in addition to some other key pieces there. So I'd say the Blues are probably not in the – chase here just kind of like the sabers are not in the chase in the east so it comes down to the Kraken jets predators flames for the last two spots what do you think i'm gonna go with the way the board's set up now and uh, the kraken and the jets just because of just how far they are ahead of the 9 10 and 11 place teams and with having some games in hand um like calgary has 73 games already played so right. uh, they're not catching winnipeg or seattle uh you could say Nashville, Nashville could. Nashville could. They could. They could. However, that's a lot of pressure on a team. Knowing you have to win, you have games in hand. I think they're on the road the next couple of games. So uh it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Yeah, they've also sold off a couple of the, you know, they like I said, they sold off Echo and was one of their better defensive defensemen. They sold off or they they traded Janot for a, a lot of picks to Tampa, but you know, he was uh second last year, I believe, in the Calder Cup race. So um they actually have two games looking at their schedule. They got the Kraken. Yeah, I, they played the Kraken on uh, last night, won the shootout. I watched that game, and they got the Kraken on 
Saturday, and then they've got the Leafs on Sunday, which will be a tough game. And then Boston and then on Tuesday. At Boston, at Pittsburgh, yeah. So then, and then it gets they got the Blues at home, which is a winnable game. But then they've got the at the Stars, Golden Knights at home, which will be tough. The Hurricanes at home, which will be tough. Hurricanes are wow, they have a tough schedule. Yeah, the wow. Jets on the road, they do have a very tough schedule. So I agree with you. I will. I would stick status quo here. Winnipeg has not played well, folks. Winnipeg has not played well. Uh, at one point, I believe they were either leading or they were second there in the Central Division, and they have really kind of fallen on hard times here recently. But um, they still have Connor Hellebuck, again, another elite goalie. I don't know if he's top five, but he's in that kind of six to ten range in the world. And he has won a Vezina before, I believe three or four years ago. So uh, still a very good goalie for them. Uh, they do have some firepower there with uh, Nikolai Ehlers and um, Shifley, uh, most notably. Uh, Kyle Connor is very good as well. Uh, and Josh Morrissey is having a, uh, a, uh, with uh, the defense, I forget the name of the trophy now, the defenseman of the year. Oh, help me out. Oh, the Norris, the Norris trophy. Norris, Norris. Yes, he's yes. having a Norris trophy esque year. He probably won't win it because he hasn't done it long enough and he doesn't have the name recognition to say like a Cal McCarr or a Victor Hedman, but, um, he has had an excellent, excellent year for the Winnipeg Jets. So I like the Jets and the Kraken. You got to give them a lot of credit. Kraken first year were, were a bit of a disappointment. Uh, they were about 12 or 13 games under 500. And this year, uh, you know, really have played well. They have especially been a very good road team. A very good road team, as a matter of fact. I believe they are better on the road than they are at home. Let me take a look here. Yeah, they're 23-9-4 on the road, which is, again, just behind Carolina and the Devils. I believe they're the third wow. best road team in the league. So. Uh, and they're only a game over 500 at home, ironically, which is interesting. They're a better road team than a home team, which is not something you typically find here uh, in the NHL. But, uh, yeah, so very impressive what Seattle's done. So I agree with you. I would stick. I think the status quo will hold and chalk will hold. Seattle will get in as will Nashville. I mean, as will Winnipeg. Perfect. All right. Perfect. All right. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're, we're good. All right. Uh, let's Let's do it. So, well, first I'll get in, in, into my challenge that game day Greg is going oh, to yeah. be starting here. Yes. So we wanted to spice things up a little bit by we, I mean me. Um, yes. Just, just it, Greg. It, just Greg. It's going to be a college baseball challenge. I'm this going is to... why it's only Greg involved because it's a college baseball challenge. This yeah. is true. No this is true. In college if baseball. it was a soccer challenge, I'm oh, sure uh, Betty Buckets would be very different. Yes, I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> we could talk about that offline. Imagine, imagine that. But anyways, college baseball challenge. I'm going to start with 20 bucks. I'm going to work my way up to college World Series tickets in Omaha, Nebraska oh. in the middle of June. That's a goal. Let's see if you it and happens. about three other people in the, in the world care about this, but that's okay. Well, I know the other two out of the three. You do. I, you, I, you happen I do to know feel the other like two. You happen they, to know two of the other three. So, yes. And I do feel like they would drop things that they are doing to come to uh, with me uh, to the College World Series. So It, it uh, helps when two of those other three people seemingly can get as much time off from work as possible. You know. Uh, well, we, we don't know that, but uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, so let's, let's see if that works. I'll keep you guys updated uh, throughout. And I also, Betty Buck, I'll save it for soccer talk. Save it for soccer talk because last week's show or last couple weeks now, uh, soccer talk. I was talking about who do I go to to change the rules of soccer, 
Yes. We have a little. We have, we have a little progress. On oh, do we? Uh, okay. Well, scenario. So okay. we've done a little research. So we'll we'll get into that in soccer talk. But let's get into this uh, baseball debate we had for about a half an hour before we got on, yes. got on the airways here. Um, Ruth or Otani? <laughs> now, folks, you, there's this is a loaded question. <laughs> Because I think we have some different interpretations of the question. We're not necessarily saying who's better right now. Uh, if, if, if time were to stop today, who would be better, Otani or Ruth? It, it's more of a career thing. Uh, who, who's going to be better, Otani or Ruth? And uh, I am on the Otani side. Betty Buckets is on the Ruth side. I know that is shocking, seeing as I am a Yankee. They named a candy hard. after him, all right? I mean, let's let's be honest, okay? Well, we don't know what's named after Otani over in uh, over in Japan there. So, uh, well, yeah. they named the sport is played the, the the major league baseball is played in this country, and they named a candy bar after Ruth in this country. So that's all I'm going to say on that. I they haven't. Throw- they haven't yet named one after. They haven't named. They, maybe they will, but they haven't yet, yet named one after Otani here. Not yet. Yeah. Not, yet. Not yet. And we're trying to make baseball global. So, uh, no. I, I, I listen. I think Otani. Just the way he changes the game nowadays. I'm in, of the belief that it takes more skill to play baseball nowadays as back in Babe Ruth's day. Correct, incorrect. Am I, I mean, way I off? think the game is worse. To, I always say I I didn't watch the game in Babe Ruth's day. I wasn't alive for that. To be not honest. viewing wise, just overall skill, but, talent wise. But the game is not nearly as entertaining as I'll say this. I can say this because I was alive for it. The game is not nearly as entertaining as it was twenty years ago. That I'm, that I'm comfortable in saying. The game is not as interesting. Uh, the ratings are down uh, now. If the game was more skillful than it was 20 years ago, you would think the ratings would be up. Uh, Not necessarily. Lot, if the game is more skillful, why, if, why would there be less interest if the skill was better? Wouldn't the skill? Well, if if the skill was better than it was 20 years ago, wouldn't the rating? Wouldn't there be more interest? I feel like the different generations. I I I don't know. I, Maybe I I don't know. I mean, if there's I, a more I, skillful soccer game, am I going to watch the soccer game as opposed to the non-skillful soccer game? I would, yeah. I want, yeah. It's a better product. Just like, it, it, just like if you're, if there's two cars and they're the same price, and one's a better, one car is a better car than the other, you'll buy the car that's better. They're the same price. One car is better than the other. You're going to sure. choose the car that's better, right? I mean, okay, I don't know how this is going to Otani and uh, Ruth here. Well, know. my point is, is that if if oh if Otani, well, if the game was so great, and you keep saying it's so skillful. Why is baseball infinitely less popular now than it was when Ruth played? Because it is. I guess that could be another debate for another time. I think oh, okay. <laughs> what well, we're talking about here is who's better, Otani or Ruth. Well, and... I mean, this is a silly. It's just it's not it's not even worth having an argument because it's not like you're trying to project out five or six or ten years. And I mean, I suppose you could do that. But this is what we're doing, right? This is this is the debate. Who's going to be? But better, Ruth Tanya is a three forty. We looked this up, folks, before the uh, the little pre meeting, the, the 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 production meeting here, as it were. And Ruth is a three forty two hitter. I, I I didn't look up what Otani is, but I believe he's somewhere around two sixty five. I'll look it up right now, just so we have some clarity on that. So I'm not giving uh, misrepresenting Otani's uh, lifetime batting average. see here 
I'm going to guess he's about 265. All right, I was not off by much. 267. So Otani is 267, and Ruth is 342. Over three years, though, not over his career. but Over yeah. three years, sure, over three years. But still, that's a decent sample. So, actually, it's been five years. This is his sixth year, not not three years. The first three, the first two years he didn't pitch. Um, well, I'm talking about, okay. I'm talking, but but he's 267 over five years, which is a fairly decent sample size. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it, it just feels like, I mean that, so that's disparity of what you're talking about 33 and 42, that's 75 points. So Ruth is 75 points better as an average hitter, not to mention when Ruth played again, you're going to, you're going to denigrate the, the players he's playing against. And that's fine. He hit in 1927, he had 60 home runs. That was more home runs than the rest of the American League. Not not play not like individual players in the American League. That was more than teams. All teams hit in the American League combined. That would be so Otani to do that now would have to hit about I don't know eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred home runs in a season to do what Ruth did. Because that Ruth tells you the skill runs. of the game back then, as opposed no, to now. No, it means the pitching was better. The teams didn't even. No, the pitching was better. The That's pitching, why the, the pitching you think the pitching's better. better then than it is now. Yeah, they had Walter Johnson. Has has Babe Ruth hit a hundred mile an hour fastball? Has Babe Ruth hit a ninety <laughs> mile an hour fastball? They, I don't know how hard they threw back then because they didn't have radar guns back then. They didn't have the technology. It's it's not a fair. It's not a. They, fair they're analogy. not throwing ninety five hundred miles. You don't an know hour. that. You don't know I'm, that because they weren't radar guns. How can you say that you that you know as a fact that they did when they didn't have they didn't have the technology folks, to measure it? Nineteen twenty, they throwing hundred miles an hour. I don't think so. I just don't. Just you, do not. you weren't there, and you didn't I, have radar, they didn't you're have right. Guns, you, so you, these you are you're it's, right. It's a flawed argument. You're you right. Can't the, prove it. I would like to know the evolution of the speed of pitches. Then, when the ra- first radar gun first came out, what are they clocking it at as opposed to now? And then you can extrapolate that backwards. And, you can't and, extrapolate that backwards because just because they threw a certain per- Certain um, you know, certain mile, you know, mile per hour. They threw a certain speed or velocity in 1964 when the radar game. I don't know when the radar game came out, but let's just say 1964 doesn't mean that they threw 10 mile, you know, six miles an hour slower or faster in 1927. You can't extrapolate that. There's no way to extrapolate that. If you're going based off of, if you took every radar gun's average of every pitch in 1964, and you took that average. You're not going, it's not going, you're not going up, down, up. You know what I mean? You're it, it, like the average, if the average increases throughout time, it doesn't always as increase though. Players, you as players prove. are more muscular, as more players are built differently, as people evolve, like it, 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 1920, you're not averaging 95 mile an hour fastball, but in 1964, you're averaging an 86 mile an hour fastball. But now in 2022, <laughs> you're averaging a 95. Like it's not that doesn't happen. You That's can't not going extrapolate. To you but you you can you can theoretically say that, but you can't. It's, it's again, it's not provable. You're making it. You're like if you were in court Correct. right no, now, it would be no, thrown out. Right. Your no, argument would be not. thrown out because you can't prove it. All you're saying is something that you think could happen or should happen or theoretically could happen, but it's circumstantial. You have no actual tangible proof, and that's not admissible. You're right. I have no proof that guys in the 1920s were throwing 95 with 12 inches of break side to side. You're right. But you also because, have no a, proof that there's they were no video six. of that. You there's also no, no video of that. You also have no proof that they were throwing 82 miles an hour. You don't have proof. I'm just assuming. Based well, off of- you, well, 
What happens when you assume? Well, I think this is a pretty good assumption, folks. And I, I feel the majority would be on my side here. Uh, in terms of the speed of the pitch back fine. in 1920 as opposed to 2022. All right, fine. Even if I grant you that point, which I would, I would, I would say it's likely that the the velocity in 2022 is harder than the velocity in 1922. I would grant you that point. But even if I do, Babe Ruth won two World Series with a team that had since he left had not won a World Series for what was it? 85, 86 years, 86 years, 1918 to 2004, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, after he left, he went to the New York Yankees and he won five, six World Series with the New York Yankees. I don't know exactly how many, but I'm guessing five or six. Shohei Otani hasn't even, his team hasn't been, if he's such a great player and he's the best player in the sport and he's, you want to compare him to the greatest hitter of all time, which is, you know, the vast majority of people consider that to be Ruth. How is it that in five years, that he's never even made the playoffs with uh, with one of the with with another player who's considered the best player in all of baseball. If he's such a great player and he's such a great you know great pitcher, which he really hasn't been until this year, because previous to this year he's had a, he had a, he had a career rate of about three point eight three point nine. This year he had a great year, but the first two years he pitched he was around three eight three nine, just just marginally better than league average. If he's such a great player. Then how come his teams have never made the playoffs? And how come great. Ruth? How come Ruth's teams won two World Series with a team that hasn't hadn't won, didn't win for another 80, 86 years after he left, and then won six World Series with the Yankees with only one Hall of Famer on the team while he was playing on? Because Explain great that. players back then made much more of an impact than great players today. How could you say that? It's the same game. Same, but there's so many rules. more great players in today's game than there was back then. What are you talking about? There weren't so <sighs> many more great players. Jimmy Fox, okay, Lou Gehrig, uh, Honus Wagner, Ty Cobb. What are these not great players? They're just, great just players. Just they I'm... played nine, 90 years ago, they're not great players? Oh, the level of talent. I, I, I think you it just goes back to my Ty fundamental Co- point. You want to compare Ty Cobb to Ronald Acuna? Is that what you want to do? I don't want to come I got the Ronald Acuna, but I'm saying the skill level of these players today is better than the skill level of those players back then. That's why great players could change the game back then. You just said Babe Ruth hit more home runs than freaking teams in the AL. He did. It's in not happening season. nowadays. Well, there are a Never, lot more ever, ever, there are a lot more home runs ever. now. It'll be, it'll be why possible. are there more home runs now? Why are there more home runs now? I would say because there's only three true outcomes in baseball now, a walk, a, a hit, uh, sorry, a home run, or a strikeout. That's it. There's only three true outcomes in baseball these days. Very few, very few slap hitters, very few, you know, uh, Rod Carews around anymore who are 335, 340 hitters who hit seven home runs in a season. They don't see – they're not the, – the amount of Jeff McNeils in baseball, there's, there's, there's one Jeff McNeil and that's about it. Okay. That's fair. I'll give you that. There, there's definitely more that, slap hitters back that, then as there is that now. Is why, that is why there's a lot more home runs. Everyone's trying to hit home runs. They didn't try to hit home runs back then. They they played the game the right way back then. They hit and run. They bunted. They sacrificed bunting. When there was a man on third and less than two outs, they got that guy home 85 80% of the time. Now it's like 40 because of all the strikeouts and pop-ups and, you know, pop-ups and foul ground. Well, does the, the pitching play into the strikeouts or yeah, is it the pitching mentality? Could play, pitching, could, pitching could play in, but it's also, the it's, I think it's both, frankly. But, I mean, you're trying to say that Otani 
as a 267 hitter. Let's say no, I'm trying gets, to say, let's say I'm trying to say when their careers are over, Otani will be more have more of an impact. Uh, will be better than. Uh, let's Ruth. say he gets up to 275. Let's say he gets to just well, give me that. Let's say he increases his overall average, which means he'd have to hit about 290 the rest of his career. Let's say he gets to 275, which I don't think will happen. But let's just say he does. He's still going to be six. 67 points behind Ruth in batting average. And in addition to that, he's not going to come anywhere close to 700 home runs. Even if you include his Japanese stats, he's not going to come close. He'll be lucky to hit 500. You know, if Otani stays healthy for 10 years, he's going to destroy Ruth in all pitching records, correct? Well, Ruth didn't pitch with the... Yes, I agree with that because Ruth didn't pitch with the Yankees. Ruth only pitched... He only pitched with the Red Sox. The Yankees didn't want him to pitch. The Yankees realized he was much more valuable being in the lineup every day. Remember, there wasn't a DH back in in uh, in in 1923, so he either had to pitch or he had to hit. He couldn't do both because there's no DH. There's a DH now. Big difference. If there was no if there was no DH in this game right now, Otani wouldn't be wouldn't be playing. That's the beautiful thing about sports. Position. That's a beautiful thing about sports, folks. That sports evolve over time with rule changes, except for soccer. Well, DH, right, let's the, move DH, on. the DH makes the game worse, but that's well, you know, the, more understanding the, with the pitchers, folks. The, well, the strategy. We'll, we'll leave it to the folks to decide. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put up a poll on Twitter. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'll get destroyed. However, I, I do believe there are a good amount of people on my side that over. Listen, Ohtani's I, I want to make it very clear, just so, just so I, I don't, I think Otani's a great player. I do. I, he's a top. And I think Ruth opinion. is a great player. Oh, no, I, yeah, okay. Fantastic. I believe it. Um, I think he's a top ten hit. I think Kurt. I think he could certainly move past this, but I think right now he's a top ten pitcher, uh, in baseball currently, and I think he's a top ten hitter. Um, but comparing him to the greatest player, well, hitter of all time is 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 a fa- is is just blasphemy. But anyway, uh, we digress and we will move on to everyone's favorite segment. I'm which glad is... Benny Buckets gets the last word in. That's, that's <laughs> oh. usually how things go. Man. Here. So uh, that's that's okay. Well, go ahead. You have a last word. No, 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 no. That was I'll perfect. Just... We'll we'll leave it up to the folks. Leave okay. it up to the folks. All right. All right. Uh, I'm glad we did that because that, <laughs> that that's fantastic. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or we're just going to sound like two lunatics arguing against one another and no one cares. Uh, all right. So let's get into soccer talk. Betty Buckets, why don't you go first? Because I have a little bit here. Uh, we could talk. About all right. This. We got soccer talk. So we're going to recap our picks from two weeks ago, which was our last episode. Uh, we we're going to go back. We got to get to our, our What's way the back. current record. What's the current record? The cur- so the work, the record for last week was two, one and two. So that's two wins, one outright loss, and then two wins on the hedge, which we always tell you to do here on line breaker sports, just to protect yourself. The overall record here, folks, 11 wins, three losses and six wins on the hedge. So six hedges that came in. So we had three out. We had eleven outright wins, three outright losses, and six wins on the hedge. So six six pushes, if you will. Um, let's go back here to two weeks ago. Let me get my uh, my trusty app here because I don't recall exactly what happened two weeks ago. It was a little while ago here. A lot has happened in the last uh, two weeks here, folks. Uh, so let's uh, get up to up to speed here. All righty, so we are going to uh, start it off here. We start off on Saturday, the March 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day. So 
Probably a lot of folks in England waking up a little groggy that morning, folks. A little groggy after St. Patrick's Day on the Saturday morning. And we started out with a Brighton Brighton against Leeds. Um, sorry, this is further back from now. I apologize. This is three weeks ago, not 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 the not the day after St. Patrick's Day. My apologies. So um still Brighton versus Leeds, but this is on March eleventh. Had the date the date incorrect here. Uh, so Brighton against Leeds United. We gave you Brighton minus 104, and we told you to hedge it with the uh, with a tie at plus 280. This game ended up being a draw. It was a draw. Brighton was ahead one nothing on a McAllister goal from Miltoma uh, or Mitoma there in the 33rd minute. Bamford then Philip Bamford tied it up from Jack Harrison there on a 40th minute goal for Leeds United. Uh, it was an own goal from Jack Harrison in the 61st minute, but Jack Harrison then made up for his own goal from a great a great strike uh, on a pass there from Nyanto, Nyanto in the 78th minute. We had a 2-2 draw. So we, we went on the hedge. We did not win our, our main bet there, which was Brighton minus 104. Uh, our next game was on Sunday, and that was West Ham United against um, – Aston Villa from the London Olympic Stadium there, or the London Stadium. And we gave you the under, under two and a half, minus 134. It did not get off to a great start, folks. We had two goals in the first 26 minutes. Omar Watkins with a goal for Aston Villa. And then Saeed Benrama with a penalty kick from the spot that beat the keeper for Aston Villa 1-1. Luckily for us, the game held. There were no goals in the final 64 minutes plus stoppage time. So it was a 1-1 draw, which means we, we had two goals in the game, which was a winner. So we got to 1-0-1 there. Uh, the next game we gave you was Wolves and Newcastle also on Sunday. This game was interesting. Played at St. James's Park there up on the tune in Jordy Nation with Newcastle United. Uh, Newcastle got off to a good start. Alexander Itzak with a goal from Kieran Trippier. That was off a corner kick, a header in by Itzak to make it 1-0 Newcastle. Um, then in the 70th, 70th minute, Huang off the bench, the substitute for Wolves, came in and scored a delightful goal off a turnover from Sven Boltman there in the own half in the 18-yard box. He was trying to pass back to Nick Pope, the Newcastle keeper, but uh, the ball was picked up by Huang, and Huang was able to beat Nick Pope with a tasty strike to tie the game in the 70th minute. But off the bench again, Miguel Almiron from Newcastle with a brilliant run up the right side there after a pass from uh, Joe Willick, beating the keeper, beating uh, Neves there, the or Navas there, excuse me, the keeper for Wolverhampton to go up two to one Newcastle. And that would be how it ended. So again, we did not win the game outright, but the hedge did hit with the exact three goals. So we went to one Oh and two. Also on Sunday, we went to uh, our favorite league, at least the favorite league we like to say the name of, which is the German Bundesliga, the best name in all of soccer from a league standpoint, the German Bundesliga. Uh, and it, we had we gave you Freiburg minus 103 at home on the three-way line against Hoffenheim. And this is a very interesting game. It got off to a, a very good start for Freiburg. Eggestein uh, in the fifth minute, putting a goal, putting a goal behind the keeper for Hoffenheim. 
1-0 at the half. Then uh, it was Stier, Stier uh, from DeBoer there. Not Pete DeBoer. He's a different DeBoer, folks. Not the not the whole head coach of the uh, – who is he here? The Knights? Somebody? I, the, the, I don't know who DeBoer – oh, the, the, the Stars now, DeBoer. DeBoer with the Stars. But anyway, a little, a little cross-sport reference for you, you hockey fans. But anyway, Steeler got in there uh, for Hoffenheim, tying the game at one. Then there was a red card produced. A, uh, a second yellow card was produced for Kabak, and he was sent off for Hoffenheim, so they were playing with 10 men starting in the 84th minute. And right before the end of the game, the 89th minute, Doan, the Japanese national with his first goal in a Freiburg uniform, uh, up 11, you know, up 11 to 10 men for Freiburg with a strike that beat the keeper. Two to one Freiburg, and the, the score would hold in the stoppage time. So Freiburg with a 2-1 victory over Hoffenheim. So that was a winner. So that put us to uh, 2-0 and 2. Yes, 2-0 and 2. And then our final game was on played on Wednesday. That was uh, not a domestic league. That was the Champions League. Uh, unfortunately, it was not a winner for us. That was Real Madrid and Liverpool. We gave you Liverpool on the three-way line at plus 185 just because they were down three on the aggregate at the uh, at the first leg there at the Anfield, a 5-2 win by Real Madrid. Liverpool went up 2-0 in that game, and then Real Madrid raced, boat raced them uh, by scoring five unanswered. Uh, and unfortunately, at the Santiago Bernabeu, uh, it was not the same type of game as was the one goal in the game, but the one goal went the way of Real Madrid. Uh, in the 76th minute, uh, Karim Benzema, uh, the striker, the French international, with a brilliant pass from junior Vinicius beating uh, the keeper Becker Allison there for Liverpool. So it was 1-0 Real Madrid, and the score held, and uh, and we did not win that one. So we had a 2-1-2 and week, as we said, 11-3-6 overall, and now we will get to picks this week. Going to be a little bit sparse here, folks. Like we said, we are, we are on the international break. So uh, not as much, uh, not as much uh, of a slate to choose from, but uh, we'll see what we can do here. Let me get my uh, official, my official, uh, official Desert Diamond Casino app pulled up here to get you get to these here picks. So we get to the soccer tab. So I know what games I'm picking. I just got to find the correct odds. Even if we have to find a house league Dutch team, yes. I feel like Benny Buckets will find it and. <laughs> Put, put the antenna in that direction and be able to get it across a, a third league, the, you know, the fifth league out of the, uh, prim, you know, we'll, we'll, but we'll be league two there in, in, in the fourth league there in England. If we have to, uh, we'll, we'll find the antenna. Did you we'll just, find, okay. Yeah. We'll all find right. a satellite connection, I believe. So there we go. I was going to say, um, I don't understand the leagues at all. So my first pick is going to be, uh, these picks are going to be out a little bit again because of the, uh, but maybe next week we won't have a soccer soccer talk segment at least from a pick standpoint. oh no we'll absolutely oh. have a soccer talk segment i have a lot to i have a lot to cover I have oh okay. a lot to well, cover. well we'll see what's good we'll see what we do but don't uh, don't least... bank your picks too far out you can just always make them the next show all right well then we okay. will not have picks this week no picks no, this picks. Week. no, no picks. picks because the 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 uh the uh the games are not happening this weekend and uh the, the most recent the next games are not until next next weekend so we will have picks next week for next. Do you feel week. like that's an itch not itched, like giving out no picks? It is. It's, a, it's unfortunate. Do you want to give out one? Do you get, want to give out one? Just, just all right. I'll give out one. We'll give there out we one go. for They're next just week. Just to make sure you can sleep at night, folks. Yeah, we'll give out one. Let me see. 
you know what? I'm going to give you two because one of them. There we go. No, Here we two, go. By the time this podcast gets up, it won't it won't be up. It was going to be for today, but by the time this podcast gets up, it will not be. Uh, well, let's see if you're right. Deal. Let's see if you're right. That's no, okay. Say, say it now. Let's see if you're right. That's okay. We're going to uh, hold off. We're going to hold off. We don't, we don't want to uh, give picks. The worst thing in the world to do is give a pick that's right, and by the time the show's up. and I know, don't think too many people will be offended at yeah, the fact well, that the pick is out before the game. So That's yeah, okay. We're not okay, all right. So we will not have a pick from we'll, any buckets. No, we, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a pick from next week. Give me one second. I'm just trying to decide, uh, see, what's, see what's available to be picked from here, folks. Uh, very interesting. Um. All right, I am going to give you April second. April second, out of the Italia Serie A, Napoli and AC Milan. I'm going to take Napoli on the three-way money line minus one thirty-six. Hedge it with the plus two eighty-five on the uh, on the draw. Reason why, folks, is AC Milan is not a good road team, folks. Um, they are not a good road team. They are not a good away squad. This game is in Naples, in Napoli. Uh, and uh, AC Milan, not a very good road team at all. Uh, they have dropped, I believe, their last two or three to much inferior competition in the Serie A, in the domestic league, uh, on the uh, you know when they're a road team. So I like Napoli. Napoli is the best team in the league. They basically already, even though there's still about eight or nine games left, they've already pretty much clinched, uh, at least metaphorically, the uh, – the um the Serie A Scudetto as they are about thirteen or fourteen points clear of the second place squad uh, which I believe is Inter I believe it's Inter at this point it might be Lazio but Inter uh, so I do like Inter Milan so I do like um, I do like uh, Napoli minus one thirty six with the hedge on the draw plus two eighty five that will be on April second for you folks. And that will be at uh, 2.45 p.m. Eastern. So there you go. Very good, folks. Make sure you tune in. All right. Thank you, sir. That feel better? Get the pick off? One pick. It's a little – it still bothers me. Only one pick. You know, we like to give at least five. But uh, it's just the way it shook out this week with the the game. So uh, how it worked out. But anyway, yes, we feel better. Go ahead. What is – you seem to have some – some traction here on how to contact uh, get these rules changed so uh, we want to hear about that yeah all right well thank you for your picks bud thank you for your analysis that's certainly appreciated and uh, keep it rolling so yeah folks i told you last week or two weeks ago now on the show that i was going to look into possibly find at least finding out how to change the rules um, not necessarily changing a rule but uh, I, I've come up, I've done a little, little research, and I think we've, we get, we're going to get in contact with the right people here. Now, Ben, wh- who did you originally tell me to go contact? It was like the whole country of England? Is that what it was? No, the FA. The, 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 football, the FA. The Football Association. But so basically again, the – okay. So basically the, governing, the whole country of England. Well, no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell you to go write the king. Uh, you know, I, the king can't do anything for you. Nor could the new prime minister. I meant the the football association. Probably the president of the English FA was probably okay. So I'm not going to go that route. That's a little intimidating, uh, especially when you don't know what FA means. So (laughs) I think I'm going to go the United States Soccer Federation route. I have identified the president as well as a couple head of strategies and director of strategy people within the U.S. Soccer Federation that I feel is going to at least 
respond to me. Now I'm looking for people to respond. I'm not looking <laughs> to shoot my shot way up high and just have no response. Uh, we, we are hoping for. Do you think the president of the USF is going to respond to you? No, but oh, okay. right. I, I do believe it's at least a shot. Okay. It's not the head of the FA Cup over there in England. <laughs> I feel like there's armed guards, armed guards at the door every 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 time there's a meeting. So I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with them. So I'm gonna stick to stick to the U.S. and hopefully, out of these seven contacts I have, uh, one will one will respond. So I will not post names because I don't want them to not listen to the show anymore uh on the small chance what will be what, what will be your uh what will be your approach you're gonna say i'm a i am i'm a soccer enthusiast and these rules need to be changed they suck great question i'm that? gonna go the exact opposite route i'm not gonna say i'm an enthusiast i'm gonna say i am a <laughs> a, a, a soccer a, a, a against soccer i'm gonna very much against soccer and <laughs> If you want to bring me on board, this is what you have to do. I'll list my demands. Uh, no, okay. I, I will craft a well-worded message that will leave them feeling uh, curious, laughing, and uh, excited to respond all at the same time. So okay. uh, we'll keep you updated, but that, that those are the first updates. You what are do. the chances, what percentage do you put on that, that any of the changes that you think would make the game better? Uh, Make soccer great again, as it were. Make soccer great again. What are the chances any of these rules may be adopted or at least debated within the U.S. Soccer Federation? Great question. I thought about this. Uh, less than 1% adopted. Um, 1% to 3% discussed. Okay. 20% response rate, I guess. <laughs> in terms well, if you said it to seven people, then you should be in good shape. So. Should be in good shape. And then the rest of the percent is uh, what is this guy doing uh, <laughs> with his life? So, so the majority, the majority here, folks, is that is, what, is, what this is this guy, guy doing? doing? Yeah, yes. what, this guy has too much time on his hands. Yes, exactly. Saying. Exactly. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's the update on that. But I also wanted to get into now. OK, I want to change the rules, but what do I want to change? Um, what What's wrong with soccer? Nothing's wrong with soccer, right? Wrong. Um, I've read a fantastic article by the Bleacher Report. I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, this is a article written 11 years ago, and it holds true today, which I think is very apropos given the fact that soccer does not change the rules and an article written 11 years ago is still relevant today. 10 rule changes from FIFA that would make football the world football better. Now, I'm going to respond to each of these changes, whether it's a positive response or a negative response. Uh, you'll be able to tell pretty quick. So the first first rule change is institute a sin bin for yellow card infractions. And I am all for this. There should be a oh, penalty box. A sin bin. I like this. There okay. should be a penalty box in soccer. Why? Why is there? No, we're just sticking up the card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He stuck up the yellow card. Yeah, his family should be so embarrassed. What 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 penalty? <laughs> What's the penalty? Oh, this is great. Unless you get a yellow card, there's two red, there's two yellow cards equal a red card. Correct. So if you get a second yellow, it's a red card. So it's like technical. Depending, well, depending on the federation, you get ejected from the game, and then in England, you get suspended for I think three games if you're shown a red card. Wow. Okay. I think in Italy, it's two games, um, and then there's also yellow card accumulation. So if you get five red card, five yellow cards, I believe it's the same. In, I don't know all the leagues, but at least in Italy and 
England, the leagues I follow the most closely. If you get five, a total of five, then the next game you're suspended. And then if you get okay. another five, the next game you're suspended. It's kind of like the technical foul accumulation in the NBA, but it's instead of it being 16 or whatever the number is, technical fouls and suspended, it's only five. And it's every five on the – so the fifth, the tenth, fifteenth, so on and so forth. Uh, every five you're suspended for the following match. You're not ejected from that match, but you're suspended for the following match automatically. Yeah, and if you remember, folks, in 2009, this was actually brought up by the Irish FA um, over at the to the International Football Association Board, the IFAB. That is who, uh, in all, when when everything's said and done, they are the determining factor, apparently. Um, so maybe okay. I need to contact somebody in the International Football Association Board. Um, that still sounds a little. So they brought up. So they brought up the the Irish FA brought up the idea of a penalty of box a sin for- bin. Yes. How long would it, would it be like hockey with a two minute a two minute uh, ten time? minute advantage a ten minute advantage. ten minute Wow oh interesting okay I would be all for that all for that well there certainly would, would be would more take... scoring there certainly would be more scoring and therefore that would hurt my unders so I, I don't know if I would be for that I oh I I think we need some excitement. my gambling perspective I don't know if that would be profitable for 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 Benny Bucket but uh, second second yeah. one is get rid of the offsides rule. No, uh, no, no, no. You can't I am 100% outside. for this. Because then you can cherry pick. Per- you can exactly. literally have a, No. Which would create more offense. It would create teams to get back on defense. It would create odd man situations. That's not going away. You got a much better chance with your sin bin than you did the offside rule going away. Uh, That's not happening. It's we not want happening. goals. We want goals. No, we, we want, want unders. You no. want goals. The rest of the betting public wants unders. The viewing public wants goals. The viewing public wants action. And the one of these one of these rules, I am going to the top. I don't care. you we'll get to it. Um, legislate the size of the goalkeeping gloves. That does not matter to me. I don't think that should even be talked about. Make back passes from outside of the penalty area completely illegal. Yes, 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 yes. yes. This. So you're talking about you're talking about back passes to the goalie. So if the, if the players outside of the penalty area, you cannot. Can he back pass to another player? That's not. It should be the half halfway. It should be half court line. It should be. It should be. It should be the middle line. So are you, you saying, cannot make back wait, passes? I'm just trying to understand the, what you're proposing. So are you saying that you can't make back passes just to the goalie at the half? So if you're if you're in front of the halfway line, you can't make passes behind the halfway line. Correct. Correct. To, to any player or just the goalie? Why uh... just the goalie? The article says forcing a keeper to play the ball with his feet when a teammate intentionally kicks the ball back to him, eliminating rampant time wasting. Um, Yeah, this is back in the nineties. Yeah, that's Um, but I do believe this should be a thing. Make back passes illegal to any player, not just the goal. To any player, pass pass halfway mark, pass the halfway mark. It would create offense. It would create excitement. Twenty ten twenty guys in one side of the field. That that's pretty exciting. Uh, so I, I certainly think that's something they should, uh, incorporate limit the number of defenders permitted in the penalty area. Now that, that is certainly one, um, I'm not going to dive into every one of these because I'm already done talking about soccer in my mind, eliminate <laughs> the penalty shootout. I disagree. Uh, they need to break a tie somehow. A zero, zero draw is just as exciting as before the game. Well, uh, unless it's a playoff or unless it's a, uh, an elimination round or, or, or an aggregate or an aggregate or an aggregate that, they do do. do Listen to ties. me. Listen to me. Before this podcast, I would have never said those words, folks. Or, or an aggregate. 
didn't even know what that meant. Greg, Greg didn't know what an aggregate was. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Tighten the international eligibility rules. You know my stance on this. Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> Finally, install goal line technology. That's That's already happened. That's already happened. Okay, that's already happened. Uh, remove the double whammy of the last man rule. You want to explain that one? I don't even know what that is. Oh, oh okay. Do you have a uh, synopsis there of what that is? So the last man rule is better termed the dog. So rule dog. So if you're unsure stands for deny an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Oh, that's like, so let's say a player is up ahead and he's on a breakaway and then uh-huh. somebody comes in from behind and tackles, slide tackles them and doesn't hit the, win the ball or doesn't get the ball. They just take him out to deny the breakaway. Then a lot of time that could potentially become a penalty shot. Right. That's what that's referred. That's the last man rule is. So, in other words, if there's a, if, if the last man back cr- cr- creates a foul and denies an obvious scoring goal scoring opportunity, the referee, even though it's a foul outside of the the penalty area, the eighteen yard box, the referee can can well one he can oftentimes that player gets sent off uh, with a red card, but two they can also award a penalty shot uh, in lieu. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that. So what does it say? Eliminate the last man rule. Yeah, you want to eliminate the last man rule. So take oh. that for what it is. Well, allow that, that would be less scoring, actually. But okay. Okay. Uh, allow an additional substitution and extra time. They should allow unlimited. They, they actually went from three to five because of COVID. Um, they went from three substitutions. That was the standard out to five. I, I'm happy with five. That's half the. That's half the. The non-goalie play, then half of the non-goalies on the on the team can be substituted. That's more than enough. I don't think we need more than five substitutions. So I don't agree with. I got gotcha. you. So my if top you want to hold the subs- if you want a substitution extra time, just don't use. If it looks like the game's going extra time, just don't use use only four substitution in regular time and use the extra one in extra time. You know you can be you got to be you got to be tactical. There's a tactical aspect. So I, I like I don't I don't agree with that one. Okay, so to round it out, top three that I think would be make soccer more exciting institute a sin bin for the yellow card infractions, get rid of the offsides rule. And um, that'll never happen. Make back nope. passes illegal. That, that is, you got a better chance on the back passes and the sin bin. The offside rule will not go. It's which not- rule should I bring up to uh, my future contact over at the U S soccer federation? Which, uh, what was if you had to pick bin? one, what was it? Sin bin. Uh, I, I think the passes. sin bin, sin bin, sin bin. Sin bin? Your best chance. Okay, that'll be my best chance, but I feel like what would help me the most is the back passes. Um, they, I don't think that'll have no value, no value to the game. <laughs> Usually, when something happens on the court, it, it, it provides value. I mean, there's provides... back passes in the NBA, there's back, pa- there's back passes in every You can't go back past the half court line, you can't go, you can't back pass it back. You can't in hockey. Line. They're a guy no advantage. When so, no if, advantage somebody, if somebody did that in hockey, they'd be like, "What the hell is this guy doing? Why isn't that in soccer?" <laughs> Got him. All right, folks. That'll. I would soccer. say your best chance is the sin bin rule. Sin bin. Sin yeah, bin. The, gotcha. the back pass is going to be hard, and you got no. Ch- the offside is you know, no chance. Zero. Zero. Less than zero. If there's what, a number. What value less than does zero. the offside bring? What, because what does it bring? because then you could just cherry pick. And you could just keep one player up the whole time, and you could boot it to them, and then yeah, that's that'd be cool. Then so keep it. There's no skill in that. There's no there's no there's like soccer is a skill game. It's one on the margins. It's not like most like most sports. 
you put the worst team in the league against the best team in the league. You know, you put the best team in the NBA. You put the 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 Bucks or the Celtics against the I don't know, the Hornets or the Spurs, and they're going to crush them nine nine out of ten times. Maybe the Spurs will win once. You put the worst team in the prep in well, Man City's like, buddy. You put like Arsenal or uh, Newcastle or Man U against you know Southampton or Bournemouth or Leeds United, like the worst team, like they got a legit chance to win. Like it's much more close. Like the 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 variance, the disparity between the best teams and the worst teams is much closer in soccer, and that's because like they can't cherry pick, and the rules are that it keeps the margins much tighter as opposed to say a sport like the NBA or the NFL. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, the, the offside rule, like it, yeah. Would it be, would it be more goals? Sure. But the, you're taking a huge amount of skill out of the game. So. You know, Counterpoint yeah. to that though, just because you're cherry picking doesn't mean the defender can't be back there as well. So you sure you can kick it up to him, but it'll well, be one V one. What fun is that? Then you're taking two players basically out of the game. Now you're now you're now, so what? So you might. Now, I do now, think now there should be less people on the field. There should be less that. people on the field. That's another one too. There should be less. I'm people all right with that. that. Yeah, I'm because right, if, if you have less people on the field, the game is more wide open. It would lead right. to more scoring, like you have in hockey with the three on three overtime, as opposed to a. So five you're basically on making five. it a ten or a nine on. I think I think it would be more fun. I think it would be more fun to have. Yeah, I like a ten on ten game better than than eleven on eleven. Because it's really, it's really nine, it's really nine players in a goalie, is what it is, and not, right. and and you leave more. I, I mean, I yeah, I agree with you. It'd be more, much more entertaining if you, much more offense if you. But I mean, it's been eleven on eleven for forever, and I don't think that's really changing. Then that's not changing. Like that, that's been that's that's like that's that's a a basic rule of soccer is that there's eleven players in each side. There's a lot so, of basic rules of soccer. Yeah. Well, um, but we'll end it there, folks. That's yep. that, that, that'll end soccer talk. That'll end the show. Unless you've got something else, Benny Buckets, that you no, want. No, that's to it. That's it. We're good. We're good. Very good. Cool. Very good. All right. Uh, that's episode eight for you, folks. Uh, we always love doing this. And make sure to be on the lookout not only for this episode but also episode nine, as we have, like we said uh, in oh. the beginning of the show. There, we we do have our first guest appearance on the show, uh, most likely. Most likely, again, not 100%, um, but the fingers Apple. crossed, um, we, we will have our first guest. So be on the lookout for that. All right, guys, uh, ladies and gents, have a fantastic weekend and fantastic week, and we will catch you on the next show. All right.